welcome and thanks for tuning in to real people real talk relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving this is the podcast that goes there my name is paul calco and i'm your host now let's talk thank you so much for tuning in today you are in for a treat but first let me read a review um, Tatterzak7 said this. This is just a solid podcast. It hits on relevant topics um, in an accessible way. Would recommend to anyone. Um, thank you, Tatterzak. Short, sweet, and to the point. Thanks for that rating and that review. And you, if you're listening in Apple Podcasts or iTunes, would you consider leaving a review right now? Leave a rating and a review. And I would love to hear from you. But now, let's talk. My guest today, I am bringing in a professional, originally from El Salvador, a Christian social worker and counselor who studied at the one and only Texas A&M. She has extensive training and numerous letters behind her name that she uses to help her clients to move forward in their healing journeys. But most importantly, she loves God. She loves people. And she serves with me in the young adult ministry at Champion Forest Baptist Church. So welcome to the show, Hazel. Thanks for having me, Paul. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you for being here. And so, uh, first, just how are you doing? How are things in your world? Thanks for checking in with me, Paul. That's Definitely. that's huge, and that can really mean a lot um, to people to ask, like, how are you really doing? You know. Um, so, just being completely open, transparent, and honest here, uh, I'm a bit stressed. You know, the fall's always um, a lot, and at the same time, I think I'm super grateful that I have um, the right people around me to help me and support me through um, through all the challenges that come with with the fall and the holidays and all that fun stuff. Well, yes, I appreciate you for sharing that and your transparency with it. I feel like we need that a lot more. Uh, we got so accustomed to, especially in the South and Southern hospitality, even in Christian culture, we say, how you doing? We're so quick to say, we're doing good or we're, or we're blessed and just kind of move on from there. So um, even in the form of introduction, we just want to model to our listeners to check in um, with your with your friends and the people that you know and say, how are you doing? How are you really doing? So thank you for sharing that. Um, October, as you know, uh, probably learned this from you. October is Depression Awareness Month and the holidays are coming, which means for some the holiday blues are coming as well. And so the first thing that I really want you to weigh in on is what are some practical ways that the listener can prioritize their mental health? Um, so I think the most important thing would be to just kind of take some time to stop and pay attention to your mental health. Um, be aware of what's going on, check in with yourself. Um, we use this bridge analogy at work. And so what that is, is basically, uh, we say, are you staying on the bridge? Right? So this is our window of tolerance. So generally, right, we can stay on the bridge, but during times of extreme stress, uh, people either experience hyperarousal or hypoarousal. So hyperarousal is when uh, you're in that fight or flight response. Uh, and that's often what happens when uh, you have anxiety or panic or racing thoughts. And then you also have your hypoarousal, which is when you're in that freeze response. Um, so that's when you're feeling like numb, empty, or just frozen, right? Like the word says. And so uh, checking where you are on that bridge and um, kind of assessing like, okay, am I staying on this bridge or am I going into that hyperarousal 
or hypoarousal, um, I think that would be um, good ways of checking in with yourself. Okay, I like that. And how can so I'm thinking about the, the listener and that's, that's tuning in right now. How can a person know if they're suffering from mental illness? Like, what does it look like? Hmm. Okay, so that's a good question. So, um, as far as mental illness, I think everyone has the capacity to have poor mental health, um, just like physical health, right? Like you can have poor health and not have cancer, right? Um, so how you know that mental health is affecting you, that would be like um, you're gaining or losing weight, um, you're avoiding, you're withdrawing, you feel empty. Um, so again, it's important to really just know yourself um, and what feels off to you right? Because I'm a big introvert, you know this. And so for me, withdrawing wouldn't necessarily be a sign of like, oh, I'm struggling in my mental health. Um, But more so just um, that, hey, this is what I need to do to take care of myself, right? Um, So again, just know yourself, know your needs. Um, And if it's something that's not what you typically do, um, then definitely, you know, this would be um, a sign of a sign that you're struggling, that you need mm-hmm. more help. That's, that's very good and practical. Just knowing yourself and being self-aware, knowing um, what triggers you and knowing like what's going out of your routine and just you know notice those certain things. And I know just from, from our friendship that we're both, we both are advocates for prayer and counseling as it relates to mental health. Um, but in your professional opinion, Hazel, when, when is it time to pursue professional help? Um, yeah, I guess I'm really big on stressing, you know, knowing yourself and knowing um, those limits and knowing when you're not okay, uh, right? But if you struggle with that, um, here are some other things that I that I thought about. Um, so maybe you're starting to feel super tired more than normal, um, right? Maybe you're finding it hard to respond to messages when people text you or email you or whatever. So you're finding that um, lack of motivation. Um, feeling like nothing that you do is good enough. Um, Maybe it might look like scrolling too much through social media, right? Um, You're having panic attacks or breakdowns, right? Um, Feeling like you're spending, like you're isolating, you know, um, more than usual. Um, Maybe you're irritable and little things just really get to you. Um, Finding it really hard to get up in the mornings. I think we all kind of struggle in that area a little bit if you're not a morning person, but I think um, if it's taking you longer than usual, and again, that lack of motivation, if you feel that that's there, um, then definitely um, go see someone. Um, Or maybe you have those coping skills, right? And all of a sudden they're not working. Um, You know, when when you don't find them useful anymore, um, definitely go see someone. Um, trouble focusing, that could be another big one. I mentioned the um, gaining weight, losing weight, um, not sleeping well. That's a big one too. Um, and just uncharacteristically being more disorganized on, or more um, careless, I guess, with um, with your daily activities. I think those would be some pretty big, big signs <laughs> that's telling you, this is your body telling you, right? Like our body... Um, speaks to us, right? Like, how do you know you're hungry? Well, your tummy starts growling. 
Um, so these would be some signs that your body's telling you, hey, go check in with somebody. Okay, okay. And we're going to get personal, Hazel. Um, I'm also an advocate for getting that professional health um, through our friendship and you serving in young adult ministry. Um, it kind of helped me to look at the mental the mental health side of things. And so um, I've used this example before, but if I have a headache, um, the first thing I want to do is, is pray. I believe in the power of prayer that God is a healer. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, but if that headache continues, I'm going to probably pray one, one more time and get some medicine. Now that headache continues even after that, I am going to seek professional help. So the same way that God provides um, dentists and he provides medical doctors and insert any other profession to help us out physically. He also provides counselors and therapists to help us out, um, help us out mentally. And so Hazel, we're going to get personal. What does your self-care routine look like? Um, so before we get there, I just want to, you know, echo what you just said. And, um, I think God is so amazing and, you know, he's made us with feelings and emotions, right? And none of these are bad. They just are, right? And so uh, learning how to manage uh, manage them effectively um, is super, super important. Um, and you're right, like God has given us extra resources, right? If something is available to you, uh, then definitely use it. Like God doesn't want you to um, be broken. You know, he wants healing for you. Um, and so just know that there's lots of people out there with um, awesome hearts and that are willing to walk you through, uh, through this journey. And it's, it's hard to reach out for help. You know, it's hard to say, uh, Hey, I'm not doing well. I need to be seen by somebody. Um, but it's honestly one of the most loving things that you can do for yourself, um, is to make sure that you're okay all around, not just physically. Right. And actually, yes, this is physically because the brain is just like any other organ, you know? If you had a heart condition, you would go and get that checked out. Um, so same goes here. Our minds are really powerful. Um, and I think we need to be, you know, grounded in truth, um, first of all, and then also having the right supports in place to make sure that we can, that we can thrive. Um, and, and now I, totally I'm answering. I know, right? Before you get there again, like you're just bouncing off of each other, like, I believe in holistic health and health is just so interconnected. Like you can be the healthiest person physically, but how are you doing um, mentally? And so that's why we just want to raise some awareness because too often, especially in, in the body of Christ, we, we sometimes can get mental health wrong. Like somebody could say, you know, I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with stress. And we give them a scripture. Now, as a pastor, I'm all about giving people scripture, but sometimes we got to go farther than that. And we can't just say, hey, feel better. Um, for example, if somebody and not to to use too much of a dramatic um, example, but if somebody was in a car wreck and they lost their arm, you're not going to look at them and say, hey, feel better. No, you're going to get them professional help. And so the same way we make people make sure people get professional help physically, we make sure that people get their professional help mentally. And so um, once again, just to, re- to reiterate, we are advocates of prayer and counseling. And so I believe that every pastor needs a pastor. Every doctor needs a doctor. Every counselor needs a counselor. Um, I see a pastor slash counselor um, on a monthly basis who I am very grateful for. And so I'm curious to know as a social worker and as a counselor, do you see somebody? Um, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, 
I mean, there can be a lot of stigma with mental health and seeking support. But like I said, you know, it takes a lot of courage to to admit that and to go make your appointment and actually, you know, meet whether it's like biweekly, weekly or monthly uh, or as needed. Right. It takes a lot of strength um, to do that. And so to answer your question, um, yes, I do. Shout out to Abby if she's listening. Um, But, you know, I think people tend to think that counseling is just for crazy people. Um, and that's not true. It's not for people who only have mental illness, whether, um, and I say crazy people in quotes, right? I wouldn't actually say that. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yes, I think, um, you know, for some people like myself, a counselor just really provides a safe place to talk about your daily life and, um, where you can share without judgment, um, how you really feel. And counseling, I think, really just provides that support, guidance, and validation that I think a lot of us um, seek. And also, going to counseling, I go to counseling not because something is necessarily, quote-unquote, wrong with me, but I go because I just want to make sure that everything is right with me. So thank you so much for speaking to that, Hazel. Yeah, of course. So now, Hazel, as we took that um, important tangent, but personally, what does your self-care routine look like? Um, yeah. So personally, one of my favorite things to do, even though I am an introvert, I do love spending time with people. Um, and, you know, having that mutual, mutual uh, pouring into uh, one another. I really do enjoy that. Uh, I love hammocking. I don't know if you're familiar with the term. Some people are not, uh, but you just basically take your hammock out to a park or just outside and you know, lay there, read, rest, take a nap. Ooh, that reminds me, napping, a favorite of mine. Um, watching baseball can be very therapeutic for me, unless it's a playoffs. And then, I don't know, that could cause a little bit of stress. Um, big on manicures. Um, I really also enjoy uh, watching TV. Um, this might seem kind of strange to some people that I use this for, for self-care, but I really do enjoy watching true crime um, documentaries and series. Um, and then also I like watching silly things, you know, something that's not going to stress my mind out. So um, I was watching DuckTales the yeah. other day. Um, not the original, Paul, that you're probably familiar with uh, when you yeah. were a kid, but uh, there's a new one out, by the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so those are some things that I do for self-care, but I think the most important thing uh, that I do for self-care is spending time with my favorite, uh, with my favorite, spending time with Jesus, you know, and um, Amen. I was driving today and just like listening to, uh, to a commentary on, on the word. And it was just really good. And it really got me. And um, really, I think even though I love people, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having all these hobbies, right. And things that I do for my own self-care, but um, ultimately like the only thing that's going to, fill me up um, is that time that I spend with the Lord, right? You're spending time with your creator, spending time with the person who knows you inside and out, right? And how healing that can be and just how, um, I don't know, just how amazing. There's really no other way to describe it, but just um, having that consistent time with the Lord, um, whether it's in prayer or worship or reading, um, we're talking about it, right? I think that can all be um, super awesome and therapeutic um, 
for me. So if, if you're not doing that, this would be on that list of things that you definitely should do for self-care because it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but this might be one of those non-negotiables, you know, um, because I don't know about you and I'm sure we agree on this, but any time spent with the Lord is not time that was wasted. Amen to that. It sounds like a quote from one of my sermons, but I digress. It kind of goes <laughs> back to what you were saying earlier, just about being self-aware. And as you can tell um, from Hazel's self-care routine, it was very personalized. There are some non-negotiables in there, as you said, by spending time with the Lord. And so maybe you never have tried a self-care routine. And so I'm giving you homework, whether you're in school or out of school, I'm giving you homework to come up with a self-care routine that energizes you. Um, for me, um, this week, I took some time to walk and jog, probably more walking than jogging, if I'm going to be honest, in the park and listening to podcasts. And don't worry, I didn't listen to my own podcast. I listened to other podcasts. And for me, self-care also looks like intentional rest and slowing down. And for me, that's usually what I call um, Sabbath, where, you know, I don't do as much work and really just take a day. They all you still, you still can be productive. Rest is a productive thing. And another thing that I do uh, with friends, I do with our leadership team, I do with my wife, is something called um, Vent Joy. And so I saw this post on Instagram where it says that we often, you know, we vent about our complaints, but what if we vented about our joy? And so in the middle of this episode, Hazel, we, we want to demonstrate Vent Joy. And what we do here, I also want to encourage you to do that uh, with your friends and people in your circle. And I can almost guarantee you it's an immediate mood changer and mood booster. So, Hazel, this is Vent Joy. What are some things that really brought you joy this week? Um, so yesterday, you know, we were serving together with the college students. And so just having intentional conversations that really did um, bring me joy. And I think sometimes, you know, they come at you with really hard stuff that they're dealing with. Uh, but just the ability to be there for somebody. Um, I don't know, that brings me joy. Same. So we, uh, what Hazel is referring to is our Thursday night's Bible studies that we do. And that's also related to my vent joy. I'm so excited that we are meeting in person. Uh, we're social distancing and doing all those things, but we're meeting in person. Um, other things that has brought me joy this, this week, um, FaceTiming uh, my parents and FaceTiming my nieces and my nephew and just, you know, seeing the, the kid in them and they laugh almost at anything and everything. And then personally, and I say this and give all glory to God, but I had the opportunity this week to guest on seven other podcasts. And so like my goal and my passion is, is speaking and equipping and, and empowering others to be and do all that God has called them to be. And so all those things really brought me joy. And I just feel like we need to shift the conversation. There is so much in the world to be sad about and to be mad about, but let's spend a little bit more time on the things that make us smile and the things that brings us joy. And so just continuing with this theme of self-care, why is self-care important to your mental health? What's the connection there, Hazel? Well, I think, you know, if you don't take care of something, then it goes bad, right? Uh, this is the same for, like, if you have a garden, right? If you don't water it, your plants aren't going to grow. You know, I know this from personal experience. I, you know, had some bad experiences with plants here in the last couple of weeks. This is why this is what came up for me first. But it's the same. It's the same for us. Like if you don't take care of your body, if you don't take care of your mental health, then you're going to be burned out and you're going to do it quickly. Um, and yeah, if you don't take care of it, um, you lose it. Right. And you've heard that be used before. Um, 
you don't use it, you lose it. So um, same goes here. Like if you don't take care of your mental health, if you're not actively um, finding ways to to improve it or to be healthy, um, then it's just not going to be plain and simple. Exactly. And Hayes, I'm going to put you on the spot, but um, when Jesus was talking to Eloria in chapter in uh, Matthew, I believe it is in chapter 22, what did he say that the greatest commandments were? Love God and love others. Exactly. Love God and love others. And when Jesus was saying that, he added something where it says you love others as you love yourself. And that really speaks to if looking like for a biblical or scriptural basis for self-care or self-love is right there. That we should love others the way that we love ourselves, of course, in a healthy way, not with, you know, a lot of ego and being selfish, but we should love ourselves in a healthy way. And and Hazel would agree with this, but self-care is so much more than vacations. It's so much more than manicures and pedicures. But self-care, it also looks like you you're setting up those appointments like to get your checkups or Self-care also looks like you're saying no and you're leaving some white space on the calendar so you can get your rest. And of course, as Hayes already alluded to, self-care looks like consistent time with the Lord and getting energized for him. And that's really a a very powerful way that you can prioritize your mental health. And so, Hayes, before I ask you about resources, I just want to speak directly to the listener as as we already are. But if you are enjoying today's episode you will also enjoy episodes four and five, where they're talking about depression doesn't discriminate. And I share my personal testimony of my bouts with depression and also episode seven, which is self-care isn't selfish. And so if you're enjoying this conversation, you definitely enjoy those episodes as well. And so what are, what are some resources that you would recommend to the listener that may be struggling mentally right now? Um, yes. Yeah, so I think. Um you know, thankfully now we have more resources than we did like even 10 years ago. And there's a lot more awareness now for that. Um, there's the crisis text line, super simple. All you have to do is text hello to 741741. Um, I know that a lot of, um, young people don't like talking to someone on the phone. Um, and so that might be a better option for them, but if you do, um, you can call 1-800-273-8255. Um, or then, um, you know, if you'd prefer to just chat, you can, um, you can go to imalive.org. Um, and then of course, if you're in a mental health emergency, uh, call 911 and tell them that you're having an emergency, a mental health emergency, um, or go to your nearest emergency room. And I'll be sure to leave that in the show notes. I remember quoting you before on, on those resources in the previous episode, but Hayes, before I let you go, I got one more question for you. How can my dear listener who I affectionately call a thriver, how can they go from surviving to thriving as it relates to their mental health? Um, so to be honest, um, this is 2020, right? Um, it's been a hard year. Mm. It's been rough. Thanks. Uh, I think most people wouldn't be able to say, oh, I'm in a way better place now than I was a year ago. Um, right. And so just being completely transparent here, I think uh, for some people, surviving is thriving, you know, and if that's you and that's, you know, the best that you can do right now, then go you, 
you know, I'm proud of you for getting up and doing what might seem to others as the bare minimum. Because if that's where you are, then, hey, you're doing great. Um, but for those overachievers, and I'm, I'm one of them, right? Um, I think it's about finding joy, you know? And I think the fruit of the spirit that really shows us that we're thriving would be joy, right? And I think finding um, those small things. Uh, celebrating the small victories. Um, again, checking checking in with yourself. Um, <laughs> doing a full circle here, but um, yeah, doing doing that and spending time with the Lord really that can take you from surviving to to thriving. Um, I think that really is the most important thing and the basis for for everything, um, because the joy comes from the Lord. Right, you're not going to find it in anything else. Uh, self-care is awesome and it's only going to do so much right let god take care of the rest amen i feel like that this episode was in a sense like a uh maybe like a therapy session it was just so soothing just to hear the importance of self-care and prioritizing your mental health and so i just want to read two scriptures for you before we conclude um psalms 41 psalms 46 excuse me God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in a time of trouble. I love that phrase, present help. So he is there and available with you right now. And then fast forward to the New Testament, 1 Peter 5 and 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So what a conversation. Hazel, I thank you so much for joining the show and sharing your expertise and just teaching us how to prioritize our mental health. Awesome. Thank you, Paul. Most definitely. And to the listener, thank you so much for tuning in. It's my my honest goal and prayer to provide you with dynamic dialogues that will encourage you and inspire you to not just survive, but you thrive and to be all that God has called you to be. So today I ask you for one favor right now. If you enjoy this show and if it add value to your life, would you subscribe to this podcast, Real People Real Talk, in Apple Podcasts or iTunes? Or if you're not team iPhone, click the follow button in your favorite podcast app. So whether that's Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and many more, hit the and hit the download button on all the episodes and binge this good content, of course, at your own pace. So whether you're driving, cleaning, exercising, or running errands, I would really appreciate that. Now go and be all that God has called you to be.